Hello and welcome to episode 214 of the Codex Prime podcast for Tuesday, August 11th, 2020. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? Yes, we are back uh, once again um, in this stifling heat. Lightnesses, says Kyle Chapman, <laughs> instead of darknesses. Uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's stifling, hot, but we're keeping it cool over here. I got the AC running, um, cool as a cucumber, just chilling, living my best life. Um, you know, uh, Carl, how about you, man? How you do? How, how you holding up? Like everybody else, it's hot. Yeah. You got, a you, is, it, is it cool in the, is it cool where, you, where you're at right now? In the fan cave, yeah. Okay, okay. Cool. So, yeah, I got the fan. I got the fan going right on me. Okay, that's what's up. Uh, no need for AC. No, because this, this room is it's in the basement, so it's generally cool anyway. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, man. Uh, we got we got some uh, some stuff uh, to get into. Our main topic, which we'll get into later on, is uh, the year two thousand. And uh, we were inspired actually by Pop Stew. Shoutouts to our friends of the show uh their lat the latest episode they had a retrospective the 20 year anniversary of x-men and and i'm and then we we, we decided hey you know what we, we have we have an idea why don't we take it a step further why don't we talk about x-men as well as some notable films from the year 2000 since this year 2020 marks a 20 year anniversary of some cool films that came out way back in the day when we were in high school, when we were 16 or 15 years old. Did you, did you have to say way back in the day, like, <laughs> like long ago? Hey, hey the, year, the year 2000, man, it was, uh, that's when the uh, Attitude Era was in full swing. Uh, Providence Place Mall was open, uh, made its debut. Um, you know, uh, it, it, was the, it was the final year of the 20th century. You know, we got a, we got a lot to get into, man. Got some got some interesting stuff on tap. Uh, we got, I mean, yeah, a lot going on, but man, did you have to make it seem it was that long? I mean, it's it's surprising. Like it it's I mean, we're we're, we're still young, but you know, it. But when you look back, it's like wow, twenty years has actually passed. We had a whole generation of kids who grew up, you know, who were probably born around that time. They're going to college now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, my girl's like nieces and nephews and their kids, and they're just like, totally weren't around when 9/11 was around. <laughs> mm. When 9/11 happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To them, it's actual. It's that stuff that they saw in a history book. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's what it is now. Well, Wikipedia now. That's what they were going for. Yeah. Yeah, but um. But yeah, we, uh, but yeah, we'll get into that uh, 2000 stuff. Uh, we got some couple people in the chat. We got Kilvin Burgos. What's up, hey. man? Hey, what's up, man? Uh, uh, shout outs to Kilvin Burgos, a very talented young artist. Check out his work. Uh, and we also have Brian Lopes in the building. U W O. Now, oh yeah. Now you know. Now you know. I have a question. You know, there's a there's a certain um, tune, uh, Carl, that's been uh, catching the airwaves 
um, for the past oh, couple of God. days. Yeah, I, I, go ahead. And and I have and I just have some questions about it because I don't understand what the hoopla is. It's a song by Cardi B and Megan The Stallion. It's called right. WAP, W-A-P. Yep. Now, I don't understand the hoopla of this song because why are they rapping about a wet cat? I mean, don't cats hate water, Carl? I mean, cat, you know, I mean, exactly. felines are pretty finicky when it comes to water. They don't like getting wet. So, this is a this is a weird year. Unless unless I'm missing something, I don't get it. I don't. I mean, they're cat lovers, maybe. I mean, nothing wrong with loving cats, but you know, I mean, when you you you're singing you're singing about a cat that's all wet and drenched and just like get the mop in the bucket. I mean, you would get a mop in a bucket if you have a wet cat walking around you know, in your house, and it's like, damn, man, why are you walking around all wet and shit? I gotta get the mop in the bucket to clean up or clean up after you. I don't get it, but, you know, it, it's, it's just something that I just figured that was pretty weird, but, 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 but what say you, Carl? Chat me up about your thoughts about this particular song. You know, good to <laughs> hell well. <laughs> what that song is really about. Oh oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, cer- I certainly know what it's about. Um, and I, I, I will say it's a it's a it's a catchy tune, you know. Um, and and Brian Lopes, you know, he he just had to say what they're talking about. Yes, they are talking about vulvas, of course. Um, but there were but I, 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 there was a as I was looking at it uh, trending on Twitter, um, there was a there was a tweet that made me laugh out loud because like there was a lot of pearl clutching. From some more uh, conservative or uptight people about this Wait, song. Oh, oh no, no, I'm I'm all about WAP. Okay, let's let's not get it twisted. All right, all right. I mean, back 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 in the back in '93, there was OPP by Naughty by Nature. You know, now we got WAP. All right, so it's a, it's it's a continuum. It's a through line. You know. Sure. <laughs> but um, but there was a there was a tweet. That made me laugh out loud in, in regards to all the pearl clutching from some uh, some of the more uh, conservative uh, circles here. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm trying to pull it up on my phone because this made me laugh out loud. Um, let me see. Oh, here it is. Uh, someone said, uh, uh, who's the, who the name of this tweeter? Uh, the Way of the Id tweeted, quote, A lot of you were conceived to Little Kim's hardcore and a bottle of E&J, so I don't get the pearl clutching. <laughs> which you know it's quite true i mean yeah i mean there are a lot a lot of a lot of youngins you know probably you know their parents probably got it got it in circa 96 97 to little kim's hardcore you know i used to be scared of the narthro lips to the handle it like a real bitch you know you know they're, 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 you know, your mom and dad's were getting it in back then shit and and, and so now it's like you know back then we had little kim you know, we had we had Luke and the Freak Nicks. We had uh, oh Ad- the Freak Nicks. Oh yeah, the Freak Nicks. We had Adina Howard. Now y'all got you know Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B. You know, doing it up and it, it it's hey. It's, it's, that's my see me. I watched the I watched the video and I was just like, okay, this this it, it's nothing I haven't seen before. I mean, I'm like, remember. I watched BET on cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had the beat poppers in the tri- in the tip drill videos and stuff. Mighty Casey and his white girl song. Um, you didn't have that one, right? 
Uh, I don't think I've heard that one. I might have, but. Like, uh... <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, that sounds awful. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm watching. I'm just like, this just ain't, this ain't nothing new. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's that's definitely true. You know, the, you know, nothing's new under the under the sun. Uh, there's a whole new generation. Let them have their tinsel. Let them have their B pocket. Let them mm-hmm. have their mighty KC. Let them have their uh, their project packs. I'm not. Like corn, corn on the cup, cup. <laughs> you know. Um, let him, let him have it, because mm-hmm. we done it already. Yeah, you know, uh, back then we had a, uh, you know, DJ Assault or his, who should be called DJ Sexual Assault because he had that song Ass and Titties, you know, <laughs> you know, Ass Titties. Dave Chappelle made that song, made that song famous for me. <laughs> oh, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, um, you know, uh, it, 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 it had it had some rich lyrics. That that song had some that was some true poetry back then, you know. Um, and and if, if I can recall some of the lyrics, it said, um, uh, quote, and I quote, "Stankin' ass bitches that need to wash up. Don't get mad when I don't want to fuck. You need soap and water. And water. Soap and water. And water. Soap." And water. Water, 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 Kaya's water. Kaya's my back, my back, but Kaya was hitting some sorry. Oh, was that? Um, shout out to Husky. He put out Kaya's my neck and my back, but then I'm just like, it was a good song, but... Mm-hmm. That song, that, Kaya was hideous. Uh, yeah. Uh, I did not find her attacking that one bit. I mean... I mean, yeah, I could, yeah. I mean, not, 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 not the best, not the best aesthetically for sure. But you know, her song got the point across. And hey, I remember it was a hit during my senior prom. Well, uh, we well we had to play the edited version because I, I remember I remember back it was a it was senior prom 2002, and back then like I was I was I had like a side hustle where I was actually making mix CDs for people. Remember that CD burner oh all the rage. <laughs> so I had so I remember where um, I had a couple people I had a couple friends they were like hey hey Victor you know you know senior prom's coming hey can you can you put together a, a compilation for me uh, oh oh can you put can you put Kaya my neck my back on there I'm like I got you. But I ran into a little snafu because I was like, okay, well, do you want do you want the explicit version or do you want the edited version? Because I don't want to make things too awkward for your date. But I'm like, you know what, you know what, I'm gonna give you the raw, I'm gonna give you the raw uncut version because I think that that's what you want. You you, you heard the edited version on the radio before, so I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the raw and uncut version. And um, you know, there there was a, there were a couple of people that were like, yeah, Victor, you 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 made my date a little awkward, but but it's okay. <laughs> Well, as soon as soon as I as soon as I played push play goes, you know, and then you know the the the, the lyrics happen. And I was like, well, okay, well, you asked for the song, you didn't say which version, but but thanks but thanks for your five bucks. Uh, but the, the, the it was it was. Please tell me you read the comments. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm I'm actually read I'm reading the I'm reading the comments right here. Apparently, Brian is uh is in his was in hysterics. He says that this was the greatest ten minutes. Of the Codex Prime podcast history, um, that was the greatest thing Vic has ever said. <laughs> Gary Gary Threat says Vic is down with OPP confirmed. Um, yes, 
Yes, that was a, that was a great song, and Naughty by Nature was great. Uh, what that thing smell like? Um, hmm. Yep. Uh, Vic spitting. Yep. And of course, you know, Sir Mix a Lot. He kept it PG, but he got got his point across with uh, my anaconda don't want none unless you got buns hun from the poet laureate Sir Mix a Lot. You know, I remember. You know, you know, I have a, I have a fond memory about that about about Baby Got Back. Because I remember it was uh, junior prom. I was in 11th grade. It was 2000. It was no, it was May 2001. Junior prom, and it was so cool because in my high school, like mo mo the majority of people went, you know, with 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 friends or like in, or groups. So there were a lot of couples there, and so the final song that that played was Baby Got Back. And uh, one of my other uh, one of my other friends at the time, you know, he got this other girl's like, yo, yo, freak this dude right here, and so this girl. Was just freaking me on the dance floor to baby got oh back, God, and it, and it, and, it, and it was it, it was glorious, you know, because it was like, because it was like you know she was she was kind of like she was kind of popping it, you know, and I was like whap, I was I was doing I was doing the Norman Smiley, you remember Norman Smiley from back then in WCW? He had the, he had the big wiggle. I was doing this, you know, you know, I, you know, to baby got back. Junior prom on the dance floor. It, it was a it was a glorious time, man. Yo, this is taking me. This whole this whole thing is taking me back to this whole. Thing. All right, hold on. So you're cracking up, Carl, for some reason. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, 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 Gary. Uh, class of oat. <laughs> listen, listen. Okay. First of all, yes, Gary, class of 2002 was the best class. I agree. Um, solid. Oh, yep. O2 forever. Go kill tees. Uh, yes, uh, Brian says we need this Vic every week. We do. We do. Um, but, oh, my God, this is great. <laughs> but, hey, you know, like, I mean, just, just you know, just, I mean, who knew, who knew like, you know, that song WAP is just take me down memory lane to all the classic freaky ratchet songs that were part of our youth. And now got a whole generation that has a whole canon of ratchet songs that they can build up to so that, you know, a decade or two from now, they'd be like, Hey, back in my day, we had WAP. Do you know what that means? And back then your grandpappy was into OPP. There you go. See, it's a continuum, you know? You know, from 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 then till now, it, life is a beautiful thing. You know, time is a beautiful thing, man. <laughs> I hope everybody in the chat can join me with this. Greatness. <laughs> that was greatness. Hey, hey, you know. Hey, hey, you know, some, hey, some, it's 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 just amazing what 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 some things, what what where what some things kind of lead you to, you know. <laughs> this Bri was great. This was so great. <laughs> uh, Brian yeah. says, Brian says it's soul food for your eyes and ears. <laughs> Don't stand for wings and pizza neither, Domino's. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, wings and pizza. You know, I, I can see that being a parody song. I think Weird Weird Al Yankovic can probably do that. Um, but 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 yeah, man. But yeah, oh, man. Uh, 
you know this is gonna be like the talk that I do chats for a while. <laughs> like for, like this week. Oh man! Oh my goodness! I mean, <laughs> hey, you know, uh, you know. Well, Kai, speaking of you, <laughs> we missed it. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, hey, hey, well, if Kyle, Kyle, once he, uh, once he has time to play this back, you know, um, he too will probably go down memory lane. You know, back then, Nor- you know, Norman Smiley, the big wiggle. Oh, that was great. That was great, man. <laughs> oh, Kyle, you missed it. That's all I got to say. You missed it. Hey, you know, hey, it's, it's it's so funny because like back then, you know, just thinking about it, you know, junior and senior year, that those those were popping times, man. Those were popping. I, I had a I had a great time. So. Yeah, from the summer till the end of the year, summer two thousand. Because mm-hmm. I actually had I uh, worked at. What did you miss? Vic was preaching, <laughs> and it was. Great, it, it was, it was amazing. Great, great. <laughs> but yeah, I had a job. I worked at the, I worked at the Providence Place Mall, summer 2000. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. And from junior, junior, senior year. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, those, those last few years of high school were, those were great. It was great. I remember performing at the Gravity Games that summer. I went to the movies a lot because they had just opened the movie theater at um, Providence Place. Yep. Oh my God, that was just great. I'm sorry. I'm still, I'm still on that. That was just. <laughs> hey man, yo, hey, hey, two, the two thousand, like two thousand, the early two thousands, like, that was a, that was a time. That was a time, man. Open thighs, clothes. Yep. Yeah. Hawaiian man. shirts. Oh, I had a collection of anime shirts. Yep. Yep. Anime. From that store, Rendezvous and PCX. Mm-hmm. Some from Hot Topic. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, remember when uh, those dragon shirts were a thing? Yep. Oh, I have. Oh, yeah. I have me a couple. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Go, going shopping at Mr. Bragg's. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't. I wasn't pretty. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We're gonna do that. As a matter of fact, Kyle, Brian, we gotta talk about this. I got, I got a rant about this. Okay. We at the Codex Pride Podcast are affiliated with the UWO Podcast, and they have a segment called Barrier of the Week, where they just simply doesn't necessarily mean that your career is over, mm-hmm. but to simply do better. And I, when I crashed UWO this past week. Yeah. This past Sunday, you know, Sunday, shiny suit jackets, by the way. Yep. Shiny suits. Yep. But my burial was a bit weak. You know, a very deal of Brown for not staying at the uh, New World Wrestling Extreme event when I was ready to give him some money for a photo op. Okay. My burial this week is going to Def Jam Records. Oh, Def Jam. Legendary hip hop. Today, Def Jam put out a tweet. Actually, they put they put this out. Yes, Sunday. Mm-hmm. With 
the picture with the picture of the menu from Def Jam Vendetta with the caption, you know, we heard the streets is talking about another Def Jam game. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a tease. So then today, they put out that same tweet okay. with the following saying, when we when we reached one million followers, mm-hmm. we have an announcement to make. All right. <laughs> that tweet was this morning. I believe I posted it on our chat sometime this morning while I was able to sneak away some time from work. We ain't had a goddamn thing since. I mean... The- oh, they passed, bro. Oh, they done passed a million. Other than that, they're just posting pictures of just rappers with these weak-ass co- captions and all that. Mm-hmm. We don't want that. We don't want that. We want to hear this announcement. Mm-hmm. Praying to God that it be just a remake or a remaster of Def Jam Vendetta. I can't got flushed in the toilet with everything else that I put 15 minutes ago. Oh, God. Death Jam Icon was butt. Ugh. I've never been so pissed off <laughs> at a demo. Yo, that demo, man. I, I was so let down. Like, I just shut down my whole PS3. They announced a DMX TV show. According to what Brian said. See? See? So you mean to tell me that you put out two classic games, put a caption of the first one, to get us all hyped up, give us blue balls all day, Mm -hmm. to finally give us, oh yeah, DMX got a TV show. We just saw him on Versity, cool. We don't need that. Yeah. Well, I want want DMX being one of the best characters in the game. Mm-hmm. Ryan needs to get his revenge on Fat Joe for them seven pedigrees. <laughs> I was actually good with Joe Button. Mm-hmm. Memphis Bleak was a good character as well. Oh, I made my character just in Fight for New York. I made sure I was Rockefeller like all day. <laughs> so, please believe, when I beat Freeway, I took that change so fast. Yep. <laughs> That's what I want, and I swear to God, everybody in the tweet, in the comments said that too. This better not be a mobile game. Oh my God, that would be such a slap in the face, like just just like like a free to play mobile game with like microtransactions out the wazoo. Nah. Oh man. Although I did think, I did find out a way where you can actually connect. I don't know if Android can do it, but I know that with iOS products, you can actually connect your P- your PlayStation 4 controller to your phone oh, yeah. and actually play it like a video game. I'm not sure if Android can do it. Hmm. Okay, I gotta look into that. Yeah, it's like, it, yeah, just with the simple Bluetooth connection. Okay. But, damn it, I swear to God, they better not. So, Def Jam, give the people what they want, give us the announcement that we want. Mm-hmm. And just simply do better. For real. Give and us that's what we want. Yep. Give us what we want. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, because like, I mean, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be down for. I mean, ideally, I would love to see a brand new, like, fully full fledged, Def Jam game. Um, nope. But with today's practice, I mean, do you really have the desire? To pick a character like Little Uzi Bird. <laughs> Trippy Red. Uh, Soldier Boy. Oh, okay. Now, now, now I'm depressed. Thank you. That's that's depressing. I mean, I mean to be fair, I mean you'll have you can balance that out with some good good rappers. Like you you'll have the old the, the past mainstays for like the two thousand mid two thousands, but then you'll have like Kendrick Lamar, and uh, um, J Cole and stuff. Which are, yeah, yep. you know the new legends, Wale. Yep, Wale. But I don't want to pick you. I don't want to pick you, Little Yachty. <laughs> Yeah. Or... No, I'll go worse. I don't want to pick. I don't want to pick Trinidad James. Oh God, no. Or some mumble rapper. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, man, that just killed my yep. whole idea. That killed my whole yep. buzz. I mean, yep. just I mean, give us, just give us. You know what? Give us a remake or a remaster of the game. Mm-hmm. And have guys like Kendrick, J. Cole, Wale, you know, the new legends, they eat hell, even Dave East. Okay. Have them be DLCs. I'd be down with that. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Um I'm thinking like the only thing that's like holding back like a, a, a remaster of either Fight for New York or Vendetta is a is all the music rights that are entangled and plus okay. and plus like EA like EA's like EA being the developers, you know, you know they want to, they would microtransaction the hell out of, out of those games, so, so that's kind of holding it back too. And yes, Brian, I agree too. Fuck crack. Crack was cheap as shit with those pedigrees. Like, like. You know what? Wait, go ahead. Like I will say, like the, the the one thing that I didn't like about uh, Fight for New York was that even in, even in the uh, even if, if you if you play on normal, there were always these ridiculous like difficulty spikes. That happened every every so often. Like you'll have like an easy opponent, but then like every so often you'll have that one opponent that's like so hard you have to check, you have to get you kept getting beat over and over and over again. And like and then when you beat them, you just barely have like a tiny sliver of health left. God, I hated that. I hated those difficulty spikes. Yeah, it, it did. But funny story, I went by Brian's house one day and he was playing it. It's like you know, I had such a bad time, a hard time with that jump. Like what the fuck? I can't beat Fat Joe. Here, you play. You play against Fat Joe. Mm-hmm. Beat him in one round. Beat him. Just beat him in one try. <laughs> yeah, I guess sometimes you get like, lucky. What the fuck is that? What the fuck was that? Like, I just played the game. Yeah, I mean, hey, sometimes you get lucky. Uh, but but yeah, man. Um, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, a well-deserved one because hey, you know, I mean, DMX, yeah, he's doing his thing. I mean, hopefully he's he's gonna you know remain clean. Um, but no, nobody's checking nobody's checking for a DMX TV show. Ain't nobody. He's clean because in that first, he was fat. Oh yeah, he was. I mean, I mean, it comes with age too, but I mean. Like he even joked around. He goes, yeah, yeah, make the set. Wait until a million people watching right now. I'll take my shirt off. 
That was his words, not mine. Hey, I mean, hey. hey. Don't downplay my big. Don't don't downplay my victory, Brian. <laughs> oh man. But um, but yeah, man. Uh, what should we what should we get into? Um, I got a couple of things I want to uh, I that I want to review real quick. Um, first of all, I'm still I'm still enjoying Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even did I even have a chance to like review it? Well, no, because last yeah. week when I bought it, we ended up doing the tournament with Game of Delphia. Yep. But Ghost of Tsushima is I'm I'm really enjoying that. It's there's, well, basically, the premise of the game is you play uh, you play a sam you play as a samurai named Lord Sakai, hmm. and his uncle was kidnapped by the Mongol by the Mongols. Mm-hmm. I get the Mongol and stuff. It takes place in feudal Japan. Yep. So he's rescued. He was rescued by they call them peasants. Hmm. You see that so casually. It's like Game of Thrones and bastard. But yeah. um. He's rescued by one named Yuna, who, and he rejuvenates himself, but he has to go around feudal Japan trying to save his uncle, but he has to go around and recruit leaders, like, recruit various leaders to go against the Mongols mm. to, help, to help rescue his uncle. So he do all these side missions for these leaders to, so they can gain their trust and gain their honor and stuff. Mm. And the story, you know, the story's pretty fun. I'm enjoying the story. The story's been pretty good so far. Um, the game looks, the game's beautiful. Um, I get, as far as, like, playing it, the mechanics, I get that God of War feel. Okay. So the game was, like, very easy for me to, like, pick up as far as, like, fighting-wise. You earn different techniques as you're playing. Um, you increase your health by, by uh, defeating, um, by defeating bad guys. Um, like, I, I highly recommend anybody would. I mean, I know you're against, you know, hype and all that, but this game is very well hyped. But then I was like, you know what, let me take my time with it. Shout out to my boy Furman. I asked him what was he playing, and he was like, yo, I'm playing Ghost. Like, I was, you know, you need to get it. Mm-hmm. I went on Google, checked all the, checked the reviews on Google instead of going on to, like, IGN and stuff. Mm-hmm. Nothing but, nothing but positivity. Um... I took out, I took my girl's nephew out for his birthday, bought him a whole bunch of stuff at GameStop, and then he just left. So we're talking to my boy Ant, who works at GameStop. So I'm like, all right, seriously, how is game Ghost of Tsushima? He would reply with, what I need to be asking you is, why haven't you played it yet? <laughs> okay. So I was like, all right, you know what? I got, I'm very well convinced. Where is it? We're actually sold out over here. Yep. Called another GameStop, they were sold out. I had to go to one, so I ended up going to one on the way to my, on the way home and picking it up. And like I said, I've been enjoying it since. Um, like it's, uh, it's worth it's worth the collect. It's worth putting into your collection. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I think you and I'm actually playing this. Like I think it, it would enjoy, would enjoy this. Oh yeah, yeah. It, 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 I'll definitely get the game um, uh, soon, because um, right now my my attention is occupied on one other game, uh, The Outer Worlds. Right. Uh, 
yeah, which I've been playing uh, quite a bit of, which is which is pretty good. It's actually it's actually well worth playing, especially if you're a fan of like uh, Fallout or like Fallout New Vegas, which uh, Obsidian also developed. They also developed the Outer Worlds. Um, Outer Worlds is pretty cool because it's like it's it's taking that Fallout uh, formula and refining it and making it more focused and tighter with like better graphics and um, and I, and it's actually pretty funny and, and interesting characters. It's like a it's like a takes place in a future where corporations have controlled one portion of space, so like everywhere you go is nothing but corporate run entities, and the whole game is like a lot a lot of, a lot of like. Uh, tongue-in-cheek humor like that it's that's kind of like anti-corporate which is actually pretty which is, is actually pretty funny um i'm i've got i've gotten i've gotten a gotten pretty i've gotten some hours in so far i've i've, I've completed like the first three major story missions and there's a whole list of like side quests which i'm just going through um it's a game that's definitely gonna take a while like probably like 20 maybe 30 hours if i decide to do all the side missions um, but I'll talk more about it once I uh, finish the game proper. But it's definitely worth playing. It's it's actually one of the games that's on a summer sale right now at the PS uh, PlayStation Store. And also, uh, one of their um, one of their free games for the month of August is Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Okay, yeah, I saw now, that. If anybody, is a, if anybody is a fan of Gang Beast, you will definitely be a fan of. multiplayer party games it seems like a party game but it's only the only way you can play uh, the only way you can play with other people is if you play online oh, gotcha yeah so that's good uh, i think there's going to be some extra downloads coming out because apparently according to ign and all the alerts i think it's a big it's a pretty big hit okay all right yeah it, it's a lot of fun it gets uh, it gets aggravating after a while because you like get trapped to get so into it and you're trying to like complete the obstacle course without being without being eliminated. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I would say it's worth the, it's definitely worth the free download. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a, a look for sure. Yeah. And then on the comic front, picked up a little something. Actually, Reagan put it aside for me, but and I don't know how he knew this, but. This nice little. This is a nice little number one issue that came out. Okay. Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Okay. Not, yeah, not much of a story being told in the number one issue, but it's. We cross platform stops. We gotta stream it. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But um, mm. yeah, not much of a story to it. I guess it's still kind of leading up to something. I'm not sure if it's actually just going to be a mini series or ongoing, but I'm a fan of the game, even though I rage quit. Mm. Like, why not have it? 
if anything, right now I have the number one issue. Hey. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And plus it's uh, of, like, Titan Comics. I know they specialize in a lot of, like, games-based comics. Yeah. yeah. So, um... Okay. So, yeah, that was, you know, that was pretty cool to uh, pick up. And, uh, of course, you know, I crashed the UWO podcast on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we ended up talking about the, uh, New World, Re- the New World Wrestling Extreme event that we went to. Social mm-hmm. distance. Distancing was practiced like a motherfucker. We still managed to enjoy ourselves. Unfortunately, because of social distancing, they didn't do their battle royal, but mm. it is what it was. We got to meet Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer is so cool. Like, I'm actually, I haven't been able to check out any clips from Busted Open Radio, but we gave him some, a UWO shirt as well as a Codex Prime shirt. Nice. That's so, awesome. Fingers crossed that he, you know, he wears them. Imagine if he wears it on Impact. <laughs> Yo, that would be like, I, damn, that, that's that's ultimate greatness right there. It's like we made it. Yeah. And Tommy Dreamer was so cool. He's, uh, you know, he was like, oh my god, thank you, know, thank you for this and all that. And then he goes, hey, you guys want a soundbite? Hmm. Sure. Okay. okay. Right. And he gave the he gave the UWO their their soundbite that you heard at the beginning of the show on Saturday. So yeah, that was Tommy fucking Dreamer. Nice, the innovator of violence. So then, um, so you know, we let other people, you know, we let other people talk. So I'm like, tell me, well, how much for, how much for a photo op? Mm-hmm. Oh, just shut up and hey, come on, let's just take it. Oh, hey, this picture, Tommy Dream, and I'm just like, dude, this is Tommy Dream. I'm like, I, you were so cool. You got, you got to take some of my money. So I end up getting, uh, I end up getting a Tommy Dream autograph because nice. he gave me all that stuff for free. Why? Uh, he gave us a, a sound bite and uh and he let me take a picture of me. I had to give him something. Nice. Yeah, that's you know, what's even up. if he still got a big t uh t shirt out of it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it'd be cool to say like listen, Tommy Dreamer Tommy Dreamer has a codex prime shirt. Hey man, that's that's dope, man. That's what's up. Yeah, shout out shout out to Tommy Dreamer, man. Doing big things on impact, innovator of violence, hardcore legend. And then um as and Just Incredible was actually at the show, too. Okay. Yeah. So, Tommy finishes his match, grabs a mic. Well, Just Incredible actually interfered with the match, interfered in the match as well. So, um, they both get on the mic. Tommy's, you know, saying, thank you. This is, thank you. This is my first independent show since March. And, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's almost didn't happen, but we made it happen. Thank you guys all for coming out, Yana. So just incredible gets on the mic and said, you know what, this could be my last match. I want it to be here on September nineteenth, which is when they're gonna be coming back. Okay. Along with Greg Ben Greg Ham Greg Ham of Valentine and Kevin Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and so actually, before you say that, Brian just yells out he went 2000 rematch. He booked the match. <laughs> really? So yeah, between... like literally minutes after Brian said that. Dang, see? See, Brian got the juice. That's why. UWO. When they... when he, just, like, just like Brian said on this podcast, if he says a name or if he says something, or a name, or in this case, the name of an event, things happen. First it was the, the grand return of Ariane, a.k.a. Cameron. <laughs> now it's... A rematch between Tommy Dreamer and Just Incredible. 
Yeah, the artist formerly known as Prince Ike. Yep. Yeah. Shout well, out. Bro, he's crazy back. Then. Oh, he wrote Michael McMichael, and guess what? There's a whole YouTube. <laughs> There's an Instagram page dedicated to Mongo. They call it Mongo Monday. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think I saw... There's a Twitter account that's kind of similar. It just shows GIFs or clips of, like, Mongo's matches. Yeah, that's, that's the same way. And on okay. every Monday, they have Mongo Monday, and they yeah. just show a botch of... Uh, just a classic botch from, from Mongo. And it's just like, this is so bad. It is, yeah. I mean, but I will I will give Steve Mongo McMichael credit because, like, he, like, he really tried. Like, he really went for it, full tilt. Like, he was completely fearless. Oh, uncoordinated as shit, but, like, he had no fear. He was like, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a, I'm a give this my all. He was, like, he, was like, he was like the Nicolas Cage of wrestling. He's like, I'm gonna give it my all, even if it's shit. You can't say that I didn't try. Nicholas Cage has some good movies. Oh yeah, he did for sure. Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage, like he has he has some good movies, but Eve, but but Nicholas Cage, the, the 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 special thing about him is that even when he's in bad movies, he still gives 110. percent So you'll get something wild and crazy, and memorable. I mean the Ghost, Wick, Rider. Ghost Rider, the Wicker Man remake, just the clips alone that I saw on YouTube just had me dying. I gotta see that whole movie though. I'm like, don't get, don't disrespect Gone in 60 Seconds or the National Treasure movies. Well, I still I actually never seen the second one. Uh, you and know, the first one. Was you know, oh, and Lord of War was a great. Oh, Lord of War? Yeah. Yeah, that was a real good movie. Oh yeah, very underrated. Yeah. But that's all I'm gonna pin up to, cause my I had to get all the Ghost of Shima I could I could get in, cause. My girl's mother's coming in from out of town, so yeah. <laughs> sleeping in my glorious neck. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> be without it for a little while. Okay. Well, y'all, maybe y'all get to watch some cool movies. You know, like I have, I have some recommendations. <laughs> I'm watching it. Could possibly be my future mother in law in any Ari Asta film, so get that notion out your head right now. Oh, you don't want to watch Midsummer with her? Nope. Or, or how about, well, it's not a, it, well, it's not an Ari Asta film, but how about The Neon Demon? Is that the one where um, Patrick Stewart plays a neo Nazi? Oh, no, that's Green Room, but that's also Green good. Room. I always get that confused because you. You reviewed that years ago when we was in Maurice's basement. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. Neon Demon's a good one. You can you can watch with uh with her mom. I'm sure she'd appreciate that. Uh, eating nope. Raul. Nope. <laughs> anything, I've never even heard of that one. I'm like, dude. Uh, anything by John Waters. <laughs> nope. Well, I trust you. Well, you got that devilish. You got that devilish laugh Well, you well with with John Waters, you can watch the original Hairspray with Ricky Lake. That's that's like one of his most PG movies. That's actually pretty fun. Uh, I've never put it on my clients. Yeah. <laughs> they just they, it's just on to them. They get so distracted by anything else. It's just, damn. Yeah. Or Hereditary. No. No. Have you seen nope. it? Have you seen it yet? Nope. Nope. Uh, I remember you reviewed it. 
and it's an Ariasta. It's an Ariasta film. Mm-hmm. No. Ooh, strange thing about the Johnsons. <laughs> I, I knew he was getting ready to say that, and that that's that requires. No, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't I would I wouldn't recommend recommend that. <laughs> God, that film broke so many taboos, but um, but it, it, yeah, it's, it's yeah it, good. Tosh watched it twice. Hey, that's that's good. She watched it once on her own, and then she watched it a second time. You know, she didn't really pay much attention to it. Mm-hmm. He just watched my reaction for an entire half hour. <laughs> oh man! Picture of it and everything. I think she still got. The, I think she still has the picture. Oh, I gotta see that. <laughs> yeah, and of course, uh, you know, it's 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 a good family film. But anyway, uh, what you got to review? Yeah, I I review some stuff. What you got to review? Uh, well, not much really. I just um, uh, like I said, just playing Outer Worlds mostly. And um, I'm ready to get into this uh, year 2000 uh, retrospective uh, for movies, um, beginning with and once again, shoutouts to Pop Stew uh, for their latest episode of their podcast because they uh, get they delve deep into a 20 year retrospective of the first X Men film, which came out in 2000, and uh, yeah. Directed by uh, He Who Shall Not Be Named, uh, inter- give, introducing us to Hugh Jackman, you know, as Wolverine, gave us that iconic uh, performance. Um, it was 32 when that came out. I'm like, like yeah. I was watching it. I was like, damn, he was young. Yeah, yeah, Hugh Jackman, man, he was in his early 30s when he was when he played Wolverine, the the movie that that catapulted him to stardom, the X Men, the movie that. That uh, that proved that you can do big budget well, movies based on on the most well known A list properties and comics, and they don't have to suck. Um, so Blade Blade walked so that X Men could run. Yeah. X Men and Spider Man. Yep, and Spider Man in two thousand two. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, X Men. Um, uh, when was the last time you watched this film, and uh, do you th- still think it holds up? Well, I watched a little bit of it today before we changed the... Because we was actually going to do just the X-Men. Yeah. Just to get our retrospect. Because they actually shouted us out in the, in the episode. Mm-hmm, yep. So I'm like, well, let's do ours and see how they, you know, compare, you know, the two uh, criticisms of it. But then he said, let's just broaden our rise. And I'm like, you know what, cool. I get more ghost to see the time. But, um... Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think it still holds up. Mm-hmm. I mean, certain aspects of it didn't age well, but most of them actually did. Like whenever uh, Professor Xavier went to Cerebro. Mm-hmm. So it didn't seem like some cheesy CGI and stuff, like on the level of Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Like it actually still. I'm like, okay, this isn't bad. It actually gets its point. It gets its point across, and, you know, it actually made sense. It wasn't too extravagant. Mm. But it just, it worked. Yeah. It worked for its time, and it, it just doesn't seem a little too cheesy. Of course, you know, technology has advanced, mm. you know, since then, but it still doesn't come off as too cheesy, except for one scene. Mm. 
and that was when uh, Mystique broke into the broke into the thing, broke into the um, into the school. Yeah. Got to Cerebral as she was, but she was transformed into Bobby Drake. Mm-hmm. So as she was transforming back to a regular self. You can see she still had Bobby Drake's head, mm-hmm. and the head kind of wobbled a little bit, so it was like <laughs> a little out of configuration. I was like, okay, that that one wasn't good. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was there was some. Uh, uh, I mean, for the most part, the visual effects hold up uh, pretty well, especially with right. uh, Mystique's transformations. Apart from that, um, that kind of like copy and paste head job uh, shot. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah. It looks like one of my. It looks like when I first started doing memes on the UWO. <laughs> Yo, that's that's pretty apt. That's on the money. Um, I, I I do remember uh, when when the movie first came out. Like I was I was a little skeptical because I was like, well, wait a minute. Um, they don't. I mean, they're all in black leather. They don't have their costumes. But then, but then I thought about as I was watching. I'm like. Yeah, I don't see how they would have pulled the the comic the comics costumes off in 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 live action. So I was glad that they actually went with uh, the the black leather. Um, it it worked for the most part. Kind of like symbolized the whole uniformity of their team. Um, also, yeah, not to not to, sorry sorry not to cut you off, but not to mention if you go if you look at the X Men number one comic, they all had the same uniform. Yep, they did. Yeah, it was like blue and yellow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm looking, I got the poster of it. I'm looking at it right now. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Continue. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the so the costumes worked. Um, I also liked the the casting, uh, particularly a uh, Hugh Jackman as Logan or Wolverine, and then Patrick Stewart, which was a complete no brainer. Nobody else uh, could have played a Charles Xavier. I mean, because when you think of okay, um, bald bald headed bald headed uh, older gentleman, European British accent. Oh, Patrick Stewart. Okay, done, done. Yeah. And he signed on to do that role ten years before. Oh. Like he knew what he was getting because he knew that was guaranteed money. Oh, for sure. I mean, because you know, people's. I mean, I mean, people still uh, love him now as uh, as you know, Captain John Luke Picard. Uh, right. And um, and so for him that was a, that was great casting. Um, Ian McKellen as as Eric Lencher, uh, better known as Magneto. Um, that was excellent casting as well. Yeah, um, especially that one part where they uh, kidnap Rogue, mm-hmm. you know, from the train station. Yep. All the cops was right there. Yeah. He took all their guns, switched them around, had it pointed to them. Mm-hmm. And oh. one of them goes off, but the bullet was like right there, and it just started piercing into the. I was like, that. Mm-hmm. That was some Bronx level shit. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, and and of and of course, but of but of course, um, there were and, and well, uh, going back a little, um, I, I did I did enjoy the uh, the climactic uh, fight at the, on the Statue of Liberty. Um, that was that was actually it was actually pretty well executed. Um, although um, going back a little, um, it had it did feature the most infamously cheesy line in the entire film, which was delivered by yeah. Yeah, which was delivered by Holly Berry as Storm, who in the deleted scenes, mind you, the, in the deleted scenes she did have an African accent, but in the whole mo- but in the in the finished product she just had you know she just spoke as herself, her her, her American voice, 
And apparently, um, I don't I don't know where where it fell apart. The the line delivery or or the way it was written, it was meant to be delivered in, in a more, much more witty fashion. But then she when she says to Toad, played by Ray Park, do you know what happens to a Toad when it's struck by, struck by lightning? And then she summons the big lightning bolt in the sky. And it's, and it's like, oh shit, this is gonna be an epic moment. Same things that happens to everything else. Psh, zap. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That. Was I supposed to laugh? Was that was that was that, was that like? Uh, I don't know. It, it kind of that that scene still bugs me because it felt like it felt like that was like a practice take that they forgot to edit out of the final product, <laughs> and they're like, oh shit, we had we had a better we had a better take. We just we just forgot to splice it in. Okay, guess what? We're still talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> so it made some type of impact. It did. It did for all the wrong reasons, and plus, like. Yeah. And plus, like Holly Berry, you know, you know, I back back then I, I had a mad crush on Holly Berry. She was like my number one uh, uh, crush, my my uh, WCW Woman Crush Wednesdays, Woman Crush Mondays, Woman Crush every day of the week back then. Um, she's she's still in my top ten, but um, I mean, cause, cause, cause it's Holly Berry, you know, make me, make me feel good anyway. Um, but uh, <laughs> Monsters Ball, but uh, but. Back, I remember back then. I think I, I read somewhere that uh, originally, um, peop, uh, I think casting directors wanted Angela Bassett to play Storm. I read it. But I think Angela Bassett turned the role down. Um, either she turned the role down because she wasn't into uh, starring in a comic book movie, or maybe she wanted the role, but then like the negotiations fell apart somewhere. Um, but, but I think, but there's no doubt that Angela Bassett would have been a much better Aurora Monroe. Um, and, and she would have, and can you imagine, like, she would have gotten that, that sweet, sweet Marvel money and she would have gotten more opportunities and who knows, maybe she would have leveraged, leveraged it into a even better role where she would have finally gotten an Oscar back then when the Oscars were relevant. Um, because well, I can't see her as, I don't want to see her as nothing else but Queen Ramon, but she knocked that off the park. Yeah, yeah. She is, my, she is my queen, Ramonda. Yeah, oh yeah, she absolutely did. Um, and John Haponics in the chat, he said that uh, Angela Bassett turned turned it down for that Toad line. <laughs> uh, oh, but but speaking of Toad, Ray Park, um, I remember um, back then there were there were many rumors that there was going to be an Iron Fist movie starring Ray Park, and I think really? Ray, yeah, and I think Ray Park actually wanted to play that play that character. And he was like, I think he was petitioning uh, uh, to Fox to get that movie made, but it never got off the ground. He was petitioning like for a good two, three years, I think. Um, wow, but like yeah, but it just like fell off in a development hell. And who knows? Like if if Ray Park gave us a, a if he got his Iron Fist movie made, maybe Netflix wouldn't have touched it, and we would have gotten Kung Fu Hipster Man with his whack ass show. But um, uh, his, it, it, it was getting better. But I mean, the thing, the problem is that he didn't stand out too much. Nah, my fist glows in the dark, and I'm pu- and I punched a wall, and I served my grand purpose throughout the show. God damn it! <laughs> really? But, but, hey, hey, you gotta give this. When him and Luke Cage did the patty cake move, you can't tell me that wasn't fire. That was. That was. That was. I mean, I I will say like Luke Cage. I mean, 
Iron Fist is tolerable when he's with Luke Cage, when they're the heroes for hire, when they're that tag yeah. team. You know, when um, you know, when Luke Cage is a Shawn Michaels to, uh, um, you know, Danny Rand's Marty Jannetty. Um, I, I don't think I should have voted that name. Can't, we can't yeah. Right. yeah, perish the thought. Um, you know the you know um, you know Luke Cage being the uh, the Sir Angelo Dawkins to um, Danny Rand's Bianca's husband. You know, you know the, the 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 real the real strength of the Street Profits. But anyway, um, but yeah, Luke, but yeah, point is like Luke Cage. Was, Luke was that Cage a troll? Was that a troll, Eddie? That was a troll. <laughs> that was a troll. Yeah, um, there is one comic, and um, I was talking to Grandmaster Facts with the party nerds that there actually is a where Iron Fist was actually pretty badass. I forgot the name. I forgot the name of it. I, I would have to go back to our messages, mm-hmm. but he did recommend me one where it's like because when he's with the defenders, he doesn't stand out as much. Mm-hmm. But then there's actually another crew I. I just can't remember it right now that he does stand out a lot, and it's actually a very well written story. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I have to like try. I'll have to try to find it. And that was what I was actually interested in. So I try not to not play Iron Fist too much, but it's like I think he, he could be better with. He can be better in some other aspects, just that he doesn't stand out. He didn't stand out with the Defenders um, in the Defenders TV show too much. Yeah. But um, as far as another another very good movie, I actually went to the movies to watch mm-hmm. in the year two thousand. Yeah. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh yeah, Ang Lee. Yeah, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Um, Ang Lee, uh, Chow Yun Fat, Michelle Yeoh. Um, who else? Uh, Zhang Ziyi. Oh man, this this is an excellent film. Like it's it's one of Ang Lee's best. Uh, like it, it could it could be made the exact same way today and it'll still be hot, still be fresh. Yep. Yep. I I think I would man. Ever since I saw that, I want to learn how to run on trees. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like like the fight choreography by Yen Mo Ping. Um, man, I I was I was a I became a big fan of his his chore- fight choreography like from The Matrix to like um, Hero. I think uh, he did um. Uh, House of Flying Daggers and, and some and, and other movies like yo like Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon like that really that that really like revitalized that whole Chinese wuxia uh, genre. It did. Yeah. It did. I did it only uh, direct um, Crazy Rich Asians. Oh no, that was a uh, John M. Chu. John yeah. Chu. So then it must have been Parasite that he did. Oh no no, uh, Parasite was by Bong Joon Ho. Uh, that's a South Korean film. Something like, I only did something else. That's uh, a familiar name. Yeah, Ang Lee. He did. He did a. He has a diverse array of films. He did um, uh, 2003's Hulk. Uh, he also okay. yeah. He also did um, Life of Pi, um, The Ice Storm. Uh, what else? What else did he do? Oh, Gemini Man. That was his most recent one. Oh, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. But yeah, Crossing Tiger, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> Next Friday, I'm going. Th- I'm just scrolling through the uh, through the Wikipedia right now. Next Friday. Yeah, Next Friday was all right. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, the, the I mean, the only the only Friday that matters is the first one. But Next Friday was was amusing. The first one was the best one. 
best one, then it was second, then the third one. Which one? They were all good. But number one is the first one. But next Friday had some re- had some memorable moments. You know, no more luck doors. That's his. You motherfuckers. Um, you motherfuckers. I can't get jiggy with this shit. Exactly. <laughs> um, one that this will probably surprise you that I actually enjoyed. Uh, what's that? What lies beneath? Oh, you know, funny, funny you should mention that because I actually have that right here. I got the DVD. I enjoyed that. I remember going to the movie with that. It was just a whole bunch of us, and we just picked what lies beneath because it was coming out right. It was coming out right then and there, mm-hmm. and we all actually enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, that was an interesting thriller. You know, Harrison Ford, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. It was directed by Robert Zemeckis. Um, yeah, that was actually that's actually a film that it was pretty popular back then, and, and it had that one famous scene which was uh, famously parodied in and Scary Movie, I think Scary Movie Two, where Michelle Pfeiffer is like laying on top of Harrison Ford, she, she's straddling him, and she goes, um, um, I think, I forget the exact line. Uh, I think she has a secret or something. I think she has something secret to tell you, and then Harrison Ford goes, Who? And then, and then Michelle Michelle Pfeiffer leans forward and goes, "Your wife." And, and then, of course, uh, Sean Wayne's parodied that in a uh, scary movie one or two. Um, but but speaking of Robert Zemeckis, who can forget his most popular film of 2000, starring Tom Hanks and our boy Wilson, the volleyball. Castaway. Castaway. Oh my goodness, Castaway! Like, man, you know what? I will say this: Castaway was the first movie in which I actually teared up. I teared up because that that scene where where uh, Tom Hanks is finally escaping the island, but then Wilson, the volleyball, drifts away accidentally, and he and he, sh- and he can't reach him. He's like Wilson, Wilson, and the music's swelling. I, yo, I got choked up. I'm like, <clears throat> yeah, man. For a volleyball. And, yo, Tom Hanks, man, one of the greatest actors of any generation. He made us care about a goddamn volleyball. Thank you. Thank you. I am such a huge Tom. I am a Tom Hanks fan. Oh, yeah. Up is, like, one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Hmm. Oh, which movie? Forrest Gump. Oh, Forrest Gump? Yep. Mom always said. I, I have all three of the, um... The Robert Langdon series mm-hmm. that he's been doing because I've been a fan of the books as well. Uh, da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, and Inferno. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Tom, you know, Tom Hanks and shit. Oh my god, Final Destination did come out that year. <laughs> yeah, it did. And I'm gonna ask you this because of the impact of that movie. Yeah. If you ever see a truck logging, carrying tree logs, hmm. Do you drive behind it? Fuck no. I try to I try to change lanes. Yeah. Yeah, that that scene that scene always stays in my mind. Like I always try to change lanes or I slow it on enough to let some cars pass me. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a lot I saw a meme years ago. Like when memes were starting to get popular, like I saw when when it showed that type of truck and it, and the meme said no, because I've seen Final Destination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, of course, that scene in, in Final Destination where uh, that one girl, she's like, 
she's all hysterical. She's talking to her friends, and so she's walking backwards in the road, and all of a sudden, wham! She gets like wiped out by that bus. Oh man, man! Final Destination, man. Woof. That you, you talk about a you talk about a, a horror franchise that definitely gave you the creeps and like stayed in your mind because of all the wild ass death scenarios that could happen. And now you think, and then after watching it, it's like that could happen. Mm. Yeah, and then of course yeah, that oh man, the the horror legend himself, Tony Todd, aka Candyman, uh, playing the coroner. Oh, that was oh, like shit. that was a cherry on top, you know. Candyman, Candyman, oh Candy, Candyman, Candyman, boom, 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 Candyman. Well, I'm about to kill you. I'm about to kill you, Big Joy. Oh, what's up? This movie that came out in the year 2000. I'm gonna read you the whole cast list. Okay. Stars David Arquette, no. Oliver Platt, no, Scott Kane, Bill Goldberg. We're not. We're not. We're not Rose doing this. Scott no. Diamond Dallas Page, no. Richard Pineback, no. Steve Sting Gordon, no. Joe Pantoliano. No. Mm-mm. No. We're not doing Martin Landau, Amat Zappa, Joe Rich, Chris Owen, Melanie B.M. Moore, and the list goes on and on until I actually discovered one thing. This one person. Oh, wait. Not a. For the artist formerly known as Prince Iakea, but. This one person was in this movie, and I never knew it. John Cena. What? He was in Ready to Rumble? John Cena was in Ready to Rumble. Was he, like, an extra or, like, a background? He had to have been. Yo. Oh, my. He didn't get signed to the company until, like, later on that year. Wow. Damn. I mean... Wow, that's. I mean, if somebody can give provide a screenshot of John Cena and Ready to Rumble, let us know. But good gravy. I mean, Ready to Rumble. Oh, oh my God. I, I can't. I, I wish you didn't mention this movie, because this was the movie that led to David Arquette become legitimately becoming the WCW World Heavyweight Champion, and it led to that. Triple Decker cage match at Slamboree. And for those watching, the infamous line. What? (laughs) Oh, man. What is a diamond upside down? What what is a diamond upside down? You know what a diamond upside down is. A vag. Yep. And the impact of that movie was when Diamond Dallas Page was on AEW, MJF walks up to him and just goes, Of course. Of course. Man, ready to rumble. I mean, I will will say this, though, about about uh, uh, David Arquette becoming uh, WCW champion. Um, David Arquette, being a wrestling fan himself, for, to his credit, he knew he knew fans would rightly shit on him becoming champion. And he even told uh, WCW management as much. Uh, I think Vince Russo was a booker at the time. He even told them as much. Yeah, fans aren't going to like this. But, 
but they went with it anyway because he had that movie to promote. But to 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 um uh to uh, uh David Arquette's credit, he did give the money all the money that he made during that angle. He gave to the families of Owen Hart, Darren Drozdov, and Brian Pillman. Yeah, and he and he's actually still wrestling today. Oh, David Arquette. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. He has like indie shows here and there. Okay. Yeah, I heard that. Like he, I think he like busted himself open in one of those recently. I guess one of those. Yeah, recent shows. I know. And he actually started like a like a foundation that's dedicated for like give to families of wrestlers who died young. Mm. So speaking of wrestler deaths, rest in peace to the Ugandan giant Kamala. Yes. Yeah, Kamala, Ugandan giant man, one of the what true. Le- yeah. The belly slaps. The true legend, man. And brings me back to my childhood. Oh. Uh, I used to love this movie. Oh, what's up? Road Trip. I've never seen Road Trip. Oh, uh, Road Trip was good. Road Trip was good for what it is. It's directed by Tom Phillips, stars uh, Breckett Meyer, Sean Williams, Scott, Amy, Amy Smart, Paula Costanzo, DJ Qualls. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, oh, and Tom Green as well. Oh my god! Wow, road trip. That was when uh, when DJ Cross is skinny and little is end up pulling via Amber Davis got wrestled so. Mm. Oh, I've seen. Well, I haven't seen the film, but I've seen that scene on YouTube. Oh, that was great. Yo, he passed me up to a big black girl when they was at the black fraternity. Remember, mm. he's a dorky little white kid. We listen to you to a big black, to a big black girl. Mm-hmm. He wakes up the next morning and he's like, "What up?" Hey. And then he's sitting there like, he's sitting there on the bus, just. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. And then, so of course, you know, he's like, "All right." So he's put it in the car. He's like, "All right, I want details." You know, we talked, had a few drinks, and you know, no, we don't know. Pulls off her underwear, and her underwear is like massive. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Dude, did you kill kill a cheetah?" <laughs> no, these are our underwear. She gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, didn't he say that? I remember in, in that same clip I saw you. You said that I boinked her. I boinked her, yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. DJ Qualls, man. Salute. Uh, oh, but uh, speaking of 2000 films, we got we to gotta pay respect to the 20th anniversary of this classic, this modern classic. Gladiator. Damn, I was hoping you would save that for last, but... Oh. Uh, you got it. It won, it, it won Best Film. Yep. That year. Yeah, it won Best Picture, Best uh, Actor at the Academy Awards. Um... For some reason, for some reason, there are some people find it cool to hate on this movie. They're just a bunch of hipsters because Gladiator is a modern classic. Not only is it not only is it the film that um, that actually put Russell Crowe on the map even more, but it also revitalized the whole sword and sandals genre. Like it gave us Troy a few years later. It gave us Spartacus, the TV show. Um, it, it was one of the main, it was one of the main inspirations for God of War, the original. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Gladiator is the shit. Like it had a great cast yeah. too. Like Joaquin Phoenix as Commodus, the that yes. sniveling douchebag. 
um, Jaimin Hansu. Um, oh, and, and of course, the, the score. Oh, my God. The score by Hans Zimmer and Lisa Gerrard. Um, and especially that opening battle scene. Yo, Ridley, Ridley, yo, Ridley Scott should have won Best Director that year. I mean, no, 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 no diss to Steven Soderbergh. We'll get into one of his films in a moment. But yo, Ridley Scott should have won Best Director at, at the Oscars that year, man. Because that that opening battle scene alone, damn, that is some mighty fine filmmaking. That movie was on not too long ago, actually. Oh, Gladiator. Yeah, um, I can't. It was on when I was still working at the group home. We're back at the day. We're back at the day program now. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I, have my, I have my feelings about that. So. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I came okay, and I just came across another one where I felt like this could have been the start of a a possible franchise. Although I I was I remember being interested in it because I saw the commercial in the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. And I was interested. And I'm like, this could have been something bigger and I don't know why it just didn't take off like the way it did and I'm not I never saw it I don't know if you saw it mm. Titan AE oh yeah I remember seeing Titan AE I saw it only one time in a the theater um I, I liked it I, I enjoyed it um it was it could have been more although like there were it, there were there were some there were some issues I had with this with the story um but but for the most part it was pretty it was pretty damn cool like how they how they uh, create, how they combine like the three D visual effects with traditional two D animation, right? Yeah, it was it was it was cool like for its time like um, I think it was one of Don Bluth's uh, final films. It was probably his final film, um, his final full uh, full length feature, but it, it it deserved more more praise more love than it got. Okay, and here's one that I'm pretty sure that I think you possibly. This movie was shot in Rhode Island. Okay. Directed by the Farrelly Brothers. Oh, Jesus. Me, myself, and Irene. Oh, I enjoyed that movie. Was that in 2000? I thought it was in 99. No, it was was 2000, but I remember going to the movies and watching it. Okay. Yeah, 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 I do remember Me, Myself, and Irene. I actually thought that was quite hilarious. I mean, I remember, you know, 16-year-old me was dying at the dude with the chicken head shoved up his ass. Uh, yeah, that shit had me dying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the way the kids were, and the way the, like the kids were swearing too. Oh yeah, yeah. Man. Oh, and and speaking of Providence Place Mall, um, Gladiator was actually the first movie I saw in that in the mall. Really? Uh, yep. I can't remember which one. What was the first one I saw? I knew it was that year. Yeah. Yeah, it was May two thousand. And another very good one, I actually would like to find this on a Blu-ray. The Perfect Storm with George Clooney and Rock Wahlberg. I've heard a lot about that movie. I've never had a chance to see it. That was a really good one. That yeah. one I definitely enjoy. I definitely enjoy watching. Like, And then I remember like my boss at the time, he was the older gentleman, and he was just like, yeah, I remember being in that storm. And it happened in back in it happened in like it took place in like nineteen ninety two. It was based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and of course, this classic, directed by Keenan Ivory Waynes. <laughs> Scary movie. Classic. <laughs> 
what? Classic, classic, classic. Well, I, I wouldn't go so far as to call Scary Movie a classic, but it was definitely funny. Oh, it's a still, I still laugh at it to this day. Me and my girl actually watched it, like, not too long ago. We still, like, enjoyed it like it was, like, it came out in 2000. Well, I mean, I remember, well, I mean, high school me thought it was, like, the height of comedy genius, especially the part where uh, old boy, you know, busted that that geyser, you know. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God, we were all laughing on that bus that day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, this was a really good year in movies. As I, I'm scrolling down, this was a really good year in movies. The Replacements was really good with, Jim Hack- with Gene Hackman and Keanu Reeves. John oh. Batman was in that? Oh, okay. I've heard of that. I haven't seen that. Um, uh, oh, God. And honestly, probably the worst movie that I've ever seen in my life. Oh, really? What's that? The Cell with Jennifer Lopez. Oh, The Cell was... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I expected so much from that movie. Because, like, I mean, yeah, yeah, J-Lo, I mean, I mean, mwah, beautiful. And then you had you had a, a, visual, a visually stunning film, but the story was fucking boring, man. Uh, yeah, it was. It, all I remember was, like, these girls... I guess you go into somebody's mind or whatever. I don't know. But it was just, like... All I remember was, like, these girls are like, weird. Yeah, like, if, if, if the movie felt like it should have been, like, a three-minute music video and nothing more. Yeah, yeah, and I think three minutes is too generous. Yeah, because, like, the, yeah, the movie had promise. It had, like, a, it had a good premise. Like, she played, like, a psychologist who goes into the mind of a killer, and then you see, like, the what what the dreamscape is like in, in the killer's mind. But man, man, I, I don't, I, I legit fell asleep when I watched the movie. I didn't even finish it. That's how. No, I honestly, was. I, I was in the movies. What? Didn't even go matinee. Watched it entirely like this. Not <laughs> tasting entire movie. Mm. But to lighten the mood up. Yeah. This movie came out August eighteenth, two thousand. Yep. Directed by Spike Lee. This shit is a classic. I don't give a damn what you say. What's comedy that? is oh. the original kings of comedy. Yeah. The original Hey, you know what? Still holds up. I mean, yo, Bernie Mac's set was legendary. Yes. Yeah, and, and that's not hyperbole. It really was. Like, that, that whole set actually inspired the Bernie Mac show. It, exactly. And then just so many things. To the point where it's like... He, the way he told that story, it was so real that even after his death, mm-hmm. like, I remember watching a, a documentary on Bernie Mac, and his wife was like, people still come up to me. He goes, oh, my God, how are the kids? <laughs> oh, wow. It's like... And the funny thing about that was uh, on Steve Harvey's daytime talk show, there's a clip of it on YouTube. And they were celebrating the Kings of Comedy. I think it was like the 15-year anniversary. Mm. But, um, yeah, they had said DL on. So they used taking questions from the audience. So this guy jumped, This guy gets up and he says, Hey, Steve, I just want you to know. I just want to ask you, do you still take people's jackets from the, from the audience? Mm. So then Steve's like, Damn, that looked like Boogie. <laughs> 
It was Boogie. Wow. Oh my God. He, he was wearing the same exact, and just like for the moment, he was yeah. wearing the same exact outfit that he had on in the movie. Wow. <laughs> Damn. It's like things come full circle. Yeah, and he's actually doing like very well in his life. And he's like, yeah, I, I forgot exactly what his occupation was, but I guess he really was in computer school. <laughs> oh, computer. Yeah. Oh, shit. There ain't nothing about you that says either computer or school. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then, then I remember like Steve Harvey's uh, his uh, remarks about the Titanic. The band was playing when the ship was going down. shit, let's go! Oh my gosh! And it's Cedric the Cedric the Entertainer, of course, and D.L. Hughley. Uh, there. Yeah. Oh. Theme, that was great. Oh man, Bernie Mac, where, where, where are you going to get some milk and cookies? <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said, that was so funny. I had to make him say it again. He said, what? Where the cookies and shit? Him downstairs. Who the fuck <laughs> is him? <laughs> oh man, uh, man, rest in peace, Bernie Mac. It's been, damn, it's been 12 years since his passing, man. Untimely. Wow. Okay, now another classic. Made by Disney, starring Denzel Will, Denzel Washington, Will Patton, Donald Faison, Nicole Ari Parker, Aiden Panettiere, Wood Harris, Ryan Hurst, Greg Kirkwood. Oh, remember, remember the Titans. Titans. That was a good movie. I enjoyed that. I remember watching it in high school and at home. Yeah, that was a good movie. Like Denzel. Like even though I wasn't into sports, I'm like, damn. I want Denzel Washington to be my coach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, God, ladies, oh. man. I, ooh, you know what? I actually enjoyed this. Bedazzled with uh, Brendan Fraser and Elizabeth Hurley. You know, I haven't seen Bedazzled. It, it was just a, it was a nice little, like, just chuckle film. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, nothing, not to be taken way too seriously. Okay. Wouldn't expect it to be, like, you know, Oscar worthy. You know, you can tell it wasn't meant to be. It's not meant to be that. Right. Just there, just to go out with your friends or go on a date and just have a cute little laugh. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's exactly what that was. I'm like, you know, this is good. Me and my sisters actually enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie's Angels came out that year. Yep. The um, first one. First one. Oh, that reminds me. Have you seen Coyote Ugly? I watched that in English. Oh, man. I really wish that you would have met Mr. Richardson. <laughs> my, he was my uh, English teacher in um, my 12th grade year, but other students had him like throughout the whole, all, all, you know, all 40 years. Mm. He taught us how to read movies. Mm. You know, he got us to look at him from a different perspective. Okay. And, uh, he actually like just passed away a couple weeks ago. Oh. So. But yeah, yeah, yeah that would hit me pretty hard. Like, I, re- I regret it. I really wish I had him, like, previous four years, previous uh, three years in high school. Mm. And he was, a, he was a teacher like no other. And we watched, like, Coyote Ugly, Great Expectations. Because mm. um, he would always say, like, 
okay, the curriculum wants us to read and stuff, but how we, like, what are kids these days doing? They mm -hmm. are staring at a glowing screen. Mm -hmm. So he figured out a way to mix, you know, mix in the literature with the films. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying that, like, with you being such a film guy, like, you would have, you would have enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah, I probably would have, man. Yeah, so, man, big rest in peace to Mr. Richardson. Well, Simon, he, I ran into him, like, a couple of years back. Mm. And he's like, I, and I just called him Mr. Richardson because he was my teacher. And I should do, he's like, oh, no, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> like, even in school, he wanted us to call him by his first name. Oh, wow. wow. Like, he was just, like, that unique teacher. Nice. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. If there's good teachers out there, man, shout shout them out, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and. How the snow Christmas. Oh God, the one with Jim Carrey. I will say this. Where are you, Christmas? By Faith Hill is actually one of my favorite, one of the very few Christmas songs that I'll actually listen to and enjoy. Okay. Right. From that movie. Oh, okay. Well, I guess the movie's good for something. Um, oh, uh, have you ever seen um, this film from 2000? American Psycho, Christian Bale. Bits and pieces of it. I never sat down and watched the whole thing. Honestly, it's it's a it's a really good film. Um, Patrick Bateman, that's his name. It's like a he's like a it takes place in the 80s. He's like a Wall Street yuppie. Um, he who's who's a serial killer or is he? Like the movie kind of plays around with that. You like you don't know if like if if it's all in his head, and then like there's a scene where like he's like banging two women, and he's filming it, and he's like, "Don't just stare at it, eat it," and then like he chases him down with a chainsaw. Willem Dafoe's investigating him. It's it's a it's, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Something that yeah, something you can watch with like to wind down when you want to unwind with a nice with a nice glass of wine. Pop an American Psycho. It's actually pretty good. Didn't he kill Jared Leto in that movie? He did. He killed. Oh man, with an axe to a hip to be square. <laughs> that was. That shit was actually pretty funny. <laughs> oh man. Okay, this seems like a very Victor ass movie. Chocolat. Chuck. Oh, I have that movie. Yeah, yeah, with uh, Juliette Binoche, Johnny Depp, Judy Dench. That's a very good movie. That is a very good movie, Chocolat. Um, Alfred Molina and Carrie Ann Moss are also in it. Um, Tis was in like a small town where all these uptight, uh, up their own ass uh, villagers, they uh, they get they get a jolt of reality when uh, a, a single mother and her daughter move in and she starts her own chocolatier business. It's really cool. It's a it's a it's a good movie. It's delightful. It's very delightful. Oh brother, where art thou? Oh brother, where art thou? Yes, by the Coen Brothers, George Clooney. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson, John Turturro, John Goodman. That's a gorgeous-looking film too. Roger Deakins had it. Was a hell of a cinematographer for that one. Now, did not make money. Did not. What was your? Um, I don't know if you started doing this back then, but what was your like number one movie of two thousand? Um, I didn't do like. Uh, I was. I wasn't as heavy into films back in two thousand. But for me, it was Gladiator and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Uh, not, not it. And oh. also, because I already went down like the whole list, because I wasn't gonna go, I wasn't gonna touch every single movie. Yeah. Uh, but Beyond the Mat also came out that year too. 
Uh, actually, no, Beyond the Mat came out in 99. You sure? All right. Since then, it came out in 2000. Okay. That must have been wide release. Because I, 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 remember, uh, I remember seeing, like, reviews for it in 99. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. actually trying to come across it. Like, no, I, I know I just... But as you're looking, I do have a few movies here, too, that also came out in 2000, which still still hold up to, to this right. day. Um, we can't we can't forget Bruce Willis, Samuel L. Jackson, M. Night Shyamalan, Unbreakable. Um, uh, of course. Yeah. That's that's a it's a great film. Like I, and Split Split's also a good film too. Um, but I haven't I haven't. Yeah. Oh, my girl loves Split, but the only one I really saw from that trilogy is Glass. Oh, Glass. Yeah, Glass was like the third part. The third one, yeah. Yeah, but Unbreakable. Which I did enjoy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but but. And one thing I actually learned too, you know who played Samuel Jackson's mother in that movie? Oh, I should I I I'm blanking on her name. Um. Oh, who was it? I don't remember her name either, but she played Will Smith's aunt Janice in The Fresh Prince. Oh, did she? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. She played the youngest one who married who ended up marrying the white guy. Oh, that was her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and she also plays and she plays in Pose too. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, alright. Yeah, I'll 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 have to I'll have to Oh yeah, 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 you're right. She plays a dance teacher. Yeah. Yeah, she plays yeah, a, a yeah. dance Yep, that was her, yep. Okay, now I get it, yep. Yeah. Oh, and, and speaking of movies from two thousand, I mean I can't believe this is tw- this franchise is twenty years old, but here we are. Pitch black. Vin Diesel. That was on the other day. Yeah. Yo, this yo, pitch black like like the the first the first movie, that still that still holds up. That's still a fun watch. Uh, Keith David, um, Cole Hauser. Um Chronicles of Riddick, which came out in 04, that was kinda eh. That that wasn't very good. But uh in 20... yeah, I remember we seeing that one in the theater. Yeah. But I think around twenty twelve or twenty thirteen there was like a a, a like a quasi reboot called Riddick. It was just called yeah. Riddick. It had a Batista in it. That one was quite good. Yeah, it had the it had the spirit of the first movie. But Pitch Black though, oh man, that was a really good premise. Like stay in the light. Yeah. I actually forgot this was this I actually forgot this came out in two thousand. Uh, a relative one? of mine is in this movie. Oh, oh which movie? Love and Basketball. Oh yeah. Um I can't believe it's the twentieth anniversary of this movie too. Sanaa Lathan Omar Epps. Yo. I mean I mean, although I, I, I will say uh, Omar Epps is a dick in this movie. He um, was. Because. Call a spade a spade. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a dick in this movie, and like, because he was about to marry Tyra Banks, and then all of a sudden, like, he plays a game of one on one, you know, with Sanaa Lathan, and he's like, oh, okay, if, if, if I win, I'm, I'm going to marry Tyra Banks, but, but if you win, I, I, I'm, I'm going to end my engagement and marry you. And Sonalathan's like, I'll play you, for what? Your heart. Your heart. <laughs> well, that's just, that was because it's like, yo, listen, you never let me go, no matter what. You're about to marry this girl, but I'm still in that heart of you. You still have feelings for me. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in there like, well, I'm already committed to this girl, but you know, I, I got up, I'm like, you know I'm in there. You know you still love me. I still love you. You 
know we're meant to be together. Mm-hmm. So because of Steve love in basketball, it all come, it all came down to that. And remember, she lost too. She and did. They still ended up together. Yeah, yeah, because he was like. That, that's cool. Yeah, and it was uh, written and directed by Gina Prince Bythewood. Uh, she went on to direct uh, *Secret Life of Bees*. Her most recent film was *The Old Guard* on Netflix with Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she also directed the miniseries on Fox *Shots Fired* in 2017, also with Sonali Lathan. Um, oh, and she also did uh, *Beyond the Lights*. Yeah. That, that was a good. Okay. That was a good movie. And this one, I remember being interested in watching, but I never said I never saw it. Mm-hmm. *The Skulls*. With Joshua Jackson, Paul Walker, and Craig T. Nelson. Ah, never, never seen that one. Yeah, it was about the Skull and Bones. It was about the Skull and Bones Club. Oh, okay. And yeah, you know, have you ever heard of them? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think uh, I, I know a George W. Bush is a member. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Romeo Must Die came out that year. Oh yeah, Jet Li and Aaliyah, R.I.P. Bomb ass soundtrack. Yeah. That was a dope soundtrack. Man, Jet, man, Jet Li back back in the early two thousands, like he was rocking it. Man, he was. Yeah. And then I remember that I remember that one movie he made. I think it came out in two thousand one, two thousand two. It was called The One, where he was fighting his clone. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember seeing yeah. a commercial for that. Yeah, and then like at, at the end of the movie, like his evil clone is like banished to this pyramid where it's like all these criminals, and then it's like, uh, then, like, like these two criminals are trying to like assault him. They're like, oh look, fresh fish. I bet he got a perverted mouth. And then Jet Li was like, I am you law. I am nobody's bitch, but you are mine. And then he starts fighting everybody on the pyramid. <laughs> and, it, and it like, and then the camera pans back and says some like shitty butt rock theme, rock rock song from like early two thousands. Yeah, that was a th- yeah, that movie that movie wasn't very good, but that scene that scene kind of makes me chuckle. Um, oh, but here's oh here's another movie from two thousand two from two thousand as well. You you remember uh, Finding Forrester with uh, Sean Connery? I watched that one. I, I think I remember watching that one in uh thing in uh thing. Oh no, you're right. Beyond the Man is in uh was in '99. Yeah. Yeah. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> oh man. Finding Forrester, I remember watching. Yeah, that was that was a good movie. It still holds up. Gus Van Sant. Yeah, yo, it's just, it's just hard to believe like these movies are 20 years old. Oh Jesus Christ, Samuel Jackson and Shaft. Oh yeah, yep. His remake of Shaft. Well, not a not a remake, but like just like a like a, like a new generation take. Yeah. Yeah. John Sing- the late great John Singleton directed that. Um, also, who can forget Traffic? Steven Soderbergh, which he won an Oscar for Best Director. That this is a good movie too. If you haven't seen it. Traffic. Oh, it made it to the Criterion Collection. Oh yeah. Yep. I think it was on Netflix for a while too. Yeah. Damn, I just seen there. I just walked by the cell. I just scrolled by the cell again. And I just <laughs> but yeah. Just the name alone. I was just like, that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, uh, man. Yeah, man. So many, so many good movies that came out in two thousand that still hold up, man. And I can't. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh yeah, I was gonna say like, and I, I can't believe it, man. Like, like time, time really does fly. So yeah, you know what? That's just gonna be the question of the week. What was your favorite? That what was your favorite movie to, from the year two thousand? Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let us let us know, man. There's some pl- plenty of plenty of great choices that still hold up. Oh, and I forgot to mention, of course, um, the ultimate anti-drug movie. This movie's so intense. I've watched it once and it's seared in my brain. I don't know if I can. I'll, I'll probably watch it again eventually. Um, it's a movie I do not recommend you watch with your girl or anybody else because they'll probably be revolted. It's called Requiem for a Dream. I uh, know, I heard of it, but I never saw it. Yeah, by Darren Aronofsky. It stars uh, Jared Leto, Ellen Burstyn, um, Jennifer Connelly, and Marlon Wayans. Uh, they're about a bunch of like drug addicts that are. Uh, they're like it's like a whole downward spiral. It's like the ultimate anti-drug movie. And the scenes up close where, where Jared, where they show like Jared Leto's arms all all fucked up from injecting it too many times, oh, it just it creeps me out. But I will say that the editing in that movie, absolutely excellent. The the editing is top notch and it's actually quite influential. It actually influenced a lot of uh, music videos and other other movies that had that similar vibe, on the just on the editing alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let us know what was your favorite movie in 2000. Yeah. Yep. Let us know. Let us know. Man, 2000, man. 16 years old. Ugh. Good times. Good times. iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, Deep Sat, Five Star Review, Google Play, Spotify, Podcast, um, anywhere else where podcast can be your, your preferred stream uh, podcast yep. uh, platform, we're there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, pretty much everywhere, man. And, uh, yeah, and also shout outs to uh, Gamer Delphia for last week's episode. Uh, we did the PlayStation bracket of our massive video game tournament so hopefully we'll uh we'll pick that up again soon yep and uh be on the lookout with uh we'll be doing the uh greatest wrestling game ever with the UWO podcast with also an all, with the all-star line of a podcast like the Java Tears podcast uh pop stew and oh game of yeah. oh yeah definitely and and you know with the with the best video best wrestling video game of all time of course spoiler alert it's wcw backstage assault um so yeah (laughs) that game was fucking bad (laughs) oh my god that that better not be on there do you know what do you know what wcw backstage assault 2 turned into there was a sequel there was there was gonna be a sequel okay but guess what it turned into what? Def Jam Vendetta. Really? Yes. Wow. Damn. That's t- now. Now that that is what you call an, uh, a textbook example of turning uh, chicken shit into chicken salad. Yep. Wow. You. The more you know. <laughs> no, no. 
<laughs> all right. But all right, man. We will we'll get up out of here. Um, catch us next week. Same nerd time. Same nerd channel. Um, you know, yeah. It's uh, all that in a bag of chips. As always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.